0: There is a door of opportunity through which a man can find redemption, and then it closes. It is not true that one can continue to reject God's extended hand without suffering dire consequences. Proverbs twenty-nine one, He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. You that are visiting this message and are not redeemed are in the valley of decision. Two closed doors are in front of you. One of the doors is the door of unbelief and disobedience. The journey when one passes through this door begins with the satisfaction of lustful pursuits, followed by the resultant hurtful situations and finally eternal cognizant death in the lake of fire, a place Jesus also called outer darkness. The second door is the door of faith and obedience. Those who pass through this door reject the world's hurtful lusts surrendering their lives and emotions unto Jesus Christ, only to find satisfaction, joy, peace, purpose, purity, here. And then finally, eternal life in Christ. Jesus said in Matthew 13:43, Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Today is the day of salvation. Today you will choose between the two doors that dictate your everything. Have you been born again? Would you like to be saved? You are in the valley of decision. Which door will it be? Choose the door of faith and obedience. Click on to further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Deuteronomy 5.29 Oh, that there were such an heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always that it might be well with them and with their children forever. God said Exodus 22:19, Whosoever lieth with a beast shall surely be put to death. God said Leviticus 20, 15, 16, And if a man lie with a beast, he shall surely be put to death, and ye shall slay the beast. And if a woman approach unto any beast, and lie down there too, thou shalt kill the woman and the beast. They shall surely be put to death, their blood shall be upon them. God said 1 Timothy 1, 8-11, But ye know that the law is good, if a man use it lawfully knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust." Man said, the laws of morality of the Bible are outdated. They have no relevance in man's modern, enlightened society. Now the record. The law of God laid down in the scriptures was the ruling structure of Israel. God's word established the entire governing system with all things revolving around the scriptures and the house of faith. In God's law is a list of death commandments, which would be known in today's legal parlance as capital crimes, which are crimes punishable by death. Capital, as we are speaking of it, is derived from Latin. It means the head, as in the highest part of man. Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary defines capital as punishable by the loss of head or of life, punishable with death. Death commandments, or the capital crimes of the scriptures, are crimes against society at large. These laws were and are perfect. These directives were written by God so that mortal men seeking God might have a modicum of peace and justice in a fallen world infected by Satan. Just recently, a popular U.S. talk show personality was publicly railing on a particular death commandment in the scriptures. He was being interviewed by his news commentator. As a whole, it is embarrassing to the faith to see confessing Christians running from the Bible in these issues, attempting to create a God of the smiley face bumper sticker order. The words of God are true and righteous altogether and should not be revised by those attempting to look genteel, sophisticated, and intelligent. It is true that those who walk in faith and obedience are free from the law of the Old Testament because the law was fulfilled in Christ. But for the vast, vast majority of the world, this is not the situation. For example, the dietary laws of the Old Testament, with the exceptions of things strangled and the consumption of blood, Acts 15 are fulfilled in Christ because by prayer the foods can be sanctified, but for the vast, vast majority of the world, they have no such ability. They would be wise to observe such commandments. If a country were to fully adopt Mosaic law, it would be very well served. As quoted earlier, 1 Timothy one through 18-11 reads, But we know that the law is good, if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men's servants, for men's stealers, rather, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was... Committed to my trust. Some debate exists around the issue of Old Testament law and New Testament fulfillment. A good rule of thumb concerning the law would be. 1. The law is either fulfilled in Christ, such as the blood sacrifice, or carried over into the New Testament, such as thou shalt not kill. The vast, vast majority, excuse me. 2. The vast, vast majority of the world cannot enjoy the benefits of fulfillment because they are not born again. 3. Any country that would observe Mosaic law, such as the commandments governing moral conduct and dietary laws, would be greatly benefited. Students of the scriptures need not be ashamed, but rather should be proud of the law laid down by God. To rule fallen man, a short list of death commandments or capital crimes punishable by death would include murder, rape, man-stealing, adultery, homosexuality, bestiality. This short list of crimes includes crimes against society at large that yield far-ranging deadly consequences. Therefore, severe death commandments were put in place by God. The reason for these death commandments will be obvious when you review God Said Man Said research concerning the last deadly sin on our list, bestiality. It must be noted that most of God's death commandments are no longer enforced by the world's governments. The following excerpts are from God Said Man Said feature article, Bestiality. If the scriptures found in the majority text authorized King James Version are the absolute truth and the correct way to conduct a life, then the consequences for disobeying these life-giving commandments will be devastating, even deadly. God Said Man Said is a faith-building proof text. In this episode, the proof that God authored the scriptures will be found in the results of disobedience to his commandments, results known as the wages of sin. I know such an act is hard to fathom, but most people, including me, But the Kinsey report indicates that 8% of American males have had at least one sexual interaction to the point of orgasm with an animal. The figure for American females is less than 4%, while for males raised on a farm, the number is 17%. This deed, known as bestiality, is outlawed in 28 states. This knowledge is terrible enough, but as you review the rest of this information, the results of the sin of bestiality are mind-boggling. Allow me to remind you that all of God's commandments have inherent within them a blessing or a curse. Obey God's commandment, and the doing of that commandment has within itself a blessing. Disobey the commandment, and the fruit of the disobedience will be a curse. The world's disobedience has produced the most communicable disease known to man, short of the common cold, venereal disease. In the world this year, there will be millions of new cases of gonorrhea, syphilis, chlamydia, general warts, herpes, and AIDS. It is reported that venereal disease was initially contracted by human interaction with animals through bestiality. Christopher Columbus's men were accused of exploiting syphilis to Europe, contracted from New World sheep. Sheep carry the syphilis germ with no damage to themselves, but when man comes into contact with it sexually, and possibly through other ways, the results are deadly. Many have believed that the devastating killer disease, AIDS, came as a result of human interaction with the African grain monkey. Now, more information has caused quite a stir in the scientific community. In February of 1999, at the 6th Annual Conference of Retroviruses and Opportunistic Infections held in Chicago, a team of HIV researchers claimed to be able to prove that every single HIV particle in the world today stemmed from a small population of chimpanzees in West Africa. The sin of bestiality continues to destroy millions. A hefty percentage of people, insane, pardon, a hefty percentage of people in sane asylums today are there as a result of the third and fourth stages of syphilis, neurosyphilis, which is a potentially devastating disease of the central nervous system, can occur at any time during the syphilis infection. Many diseases afflicting man today are misdiagnosed as being a disease of another nature when in fact the person, person is suffering from neurosyphilis. It is, a recommended, pardon, it is recommended that people diagnosed with chronic mental illness including schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, dementia, and psychotic depression be tested for neurosyphilis. The deadly tentacles of venereal disease even reach the unborn child in the mother's womb. A female with untreated syphilis will transmit the disease to her unborn child, which may result in death or deformity of the child. The tally of death and destruction caused by bestiality is immeasurable, and the bill continues to grow, truly, the wages of sin. End of quote. God's death commandments were put in place to protect fallen man from horrendous devastation. Blessed be the nation that conforms. God said Deuteronomy 5.29 Oh, that there was such an heart in them, that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. God said Exodus 22.19 Whosoever lieth with a beast shall surely be put to death. God said Leviticus 20.15.16 and if a man lie with a beast, he shall surely be put to death, and ye shall slay the beast. And if a woman approach unto any beast, and lie th- down thereto, thou shalt kill the woman, and the beast, they shall surely be put to death, their blood shall be upon them. God said, 1 Timothy 1, 18-11. But we know that the law is good, if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust." Man said the laws of morality of the Bible are outdated and have no relevance in man's modern, enlightened society. Now you have the record.